we've been going through Proverbs, and one of the things I've really appreciated about the book of Proverbs is how it speaks wisdom and truth on what I would say are really practical and key areas of our lives. You know, we've talked about work, money, we talked about decisions, and today we are going to be talking about friendship. And I think that's such a relevant topic, especially right now while we're in lockdown, about what does it mean to have wise friendships. Now, for the record, I checked, and this is the most up-to-date, I checked on Thursday night, but um, I have 2,658 friends on Facebook. That's what Facebook tells me. Uh, I have 2,658 friends. But the question is, really, out of those 2,658, how many of them would actually be a friend? Meaning, how many of them would know when my birthday is without Facebook telling them? How many of them would be there to celebrate my kids' graduation? How many of them would be there to help me when I'm in trouble? And then the flip side of those questions, how many of them would I be there for them? See, this word friendship, it's one of those really loaded terms that gets thrown around a lot and can mean various things, and now we just don't know what it means. So we're going to talk about friendship. We're going to talk about what the Bible calls friendship. Now, let's start with what I always start with, a definition. The dictionary defines friendship as a person with whom one has a bond of mutual affection. One that has a bond of mutual affection, meaning there is a connection, but there is a two-way connection, a mutual connection. Friendship is one of those elements as a human being that is just so important. Now, in Scripture, um, there is a, a one wonderful um, example of friendship between King David and his friend Jonathan, who happened to be the son of King David's enemy towards the end of his life. And this is how the Bible describes their friendship. And we see this in 1 Samuel 18, 1 to 4. After David had finished talking to Saul, who was Jonathan's father, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. Loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Says it again. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. That's friendship. To love someone so much as if you love uh, the, the amount that you love yourself. That's what friendship can be. 
It's not what we call friendship these days. It's not what social media calls friendship these days. It's not about someone who likes your photos or someone who says to you only at church. But there is something beautiful and also powerful in what friendship, in, 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 in the friendship that God gives to his people. But on the same note, the Bible is going to tell us that you make the wrong friends, it can actually ruin your life. Friendship is so powerful that whether you have a good or bad friendships in your life is actually going to affect your life. Proverbs 12, 26, the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Good friends can help you and move you forward towards good things, but the wrong friends can lead you astray into ruin and destruction. This is the influence and impact friendship can have on your life. So what does it mean? to have a good friend. How do we find good friends? How do we define true friendship? As we go through Proverbs, there are six qualities that the Proverbs give when we are looking for true friends. And as we go through these six qualities, I want you to just think about who you would consider a friend in your life and see if these six qualities match up to that friend or that group of friends. And you'll find out whether they are true friends or whether we call them seasonal friends, the ones that just come and go. Okay? Six qualities from Proverbs. Number one, not superficial. Proverbs 19.4, wealth attracts many friends, but even the closest friend of the poor person deserts them. Proverbs 19.6-7, many curry favor with a ruler and everyone is the friend of one who gives gifts. The poor are shunned by all their relatives. How much more do their friends avoid them? Though the poor pursue them with pleading, they are nowhere to be found. What these Proverbs are saying is awesome. There are people in your life, these supposed friends, they're only around because of what they can get from you. And what Proverbs is saying is, that's not real friendship. They are not there for you, rather they are there for what they can, what you have and what they can get from you. And this is why people want to be friends, friends with the rich and famous. Not because they care for that person deeply, intimately, but it's about who they are, what they have, and what I can gain, what I can gain from that friendship. But a true friend is not a friend for what he can get out of the friendship. But a true friend is what he can give into the friendship. That's how you know. That's how you know. Right? It's not, they say, you know, real friends, you, you find them. Actually, I'm moving too quickly. Number two, so number one, not superficial. Number two, reciprocal or mutual, two ways. 
Proverbs 18.24, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Romans 12.10, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Friendship must be mutual. In the word, in the definition, it says it must be both ways. Sadly, there are many friendships that we have in our lives that are not two-way. There are only one way. And you hear these phrases, I thought we were friends. I thought we were close. I guess I thought I was closer than they thought they were. How come it's only me that's calling and initiating because they never call me? This is unhealthy friendship because it's not two-way. There needs to be mutuality. It needs to be reciprocated love for each other or else the friendship, well, one, it's only one way. It, it won't last. So the second quality of true friendship is that it must be mutual. Number three, it must be proven in adversity. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. And this is what I was talking about just before. Real friends are found when you're doing it tough. Real friends stick it out during the tough times. If you really want to know who your friends are, it's not when life's good. That's the first one. They're the superficial friends. When life's good, when you've got money, when you've got things that you can offer to people, everyone wants to be your friend. It's a question of who wants to be your friend when you've got nothing to offer, when all you have is just you. These are the people that are in our lives that stick it out, not just when it's good, but when we are in need. And you know the superficial ones. The ones when your life gets tough, they're the first ones that are gone. They are not your friends. They just want something from you. Real friendship is, the, is like the bad boys for life kind of friendship. You're hearing me to all my homies, right? Bad boys for life. It's, it's, there's so many colloquial terms that I can't use right now. But that's what real friendship is. That's the quality of real friendship. It's not just when things are good. It's actually you find them when things are tough. Like now, like in lockdown. I'll get to that point later. Number four, quality of real friendship is it's refining. Proverbs 27, five to six, better is rebuke, open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Real friends know how to speak the truth, no matter how hard it might be to swallow. They love you so much that they will say what needs to be said, even risking offending you and your feelings. Real friends are ready to say what needs to be said, but also on the reciprocal, they are also ready to receive truth. They are ready to receive honesty from someone who is considered a real friend. Proverbs 28, 23, whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain favor. 
rather than one who has a flattering tongue. Can I tell you, if you've got people in your life and they just agree with you every single step of the way, then when you make stupid decisions in your life, which you will, they're just going to be standing there applauding you as you jump off that cliff. That is not true friendship. A true friend is able to say to you, that is a stupid move. But also, they are also ready for you to say to them, hey, I'm open for you to speak truth into my life. Real friend tells the truth, but also is open to the truth on their own life. You know what? Some of you, your friendships are limited by this one. You know why? You will stay friends as long as they don't upset your feelings. You will stay friends. You make friends with people that will just agree with you. Can I tell you? That's poor friends. That's poor friendship. As long as they don't make you angry or say the wrong thing, I'll be your friend. But as soon as you start telling me things that I don't want to hear, I don't want to be your friend. That is poor, immature friendship that will not benefit you. That will not benefit you. But true friendship is refining. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. That's what the Proverbs say. Number five, quality of good friendship. Forgive and forget. Proverbs 17, 9, whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. The Proverbs tell us that in real friendship, you don't harvest bitterness or hatred because that will end up dividing your friendship. Now, I love the fact, I love the fact that the Proverbs don't say friendship can only be happening when everything is perfect. That you will never offend. If you offend your brother or sister, you can never be their friend. No, that people make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. But what the Proverbs is saying is this. You've got to foster love that covers over the offense. But if you've got that friend and you wronged them years ago or they wronged you years ago and every time you get together, it comes out. Oh, remember that time? Remember that time you borrowed money from me and you didn't pay me back? <laughs> you keep that friendship will not last. You've got to learn to forgive and forget or else you cannot, you cannot develop friendship. And finally, true friends have high commitment. Proverbs 27.10, do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family and do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. Friendship is a continual investment. And you know what? The reality is this. You only invest into things that you believe are worth it. That's human nature. If you think that it's worth it, you're going to continue to invest into that. And that's the same with friendship. There is no such thing as an overnight friend. If you are best friends, and I, and I hear this a lot, but if you're going to get offended by this, just email me. 
Okay, don't call me, just email me. I love hearing people saying that my best friend, the closest person in my life is someone that I met one year ago. How, how deep can a friendship get, be in one year? How much life could you have gone through? That just means you don't know how to make friends. Friendship is a continual investment into that relationship no matter what happens, no matter what season happens. Because if real friendship is worth it, you will fight for that friendship no matter what. And if you're finding yourself, you've only got shallow relationships around you, then either you're doing it wrong or you're mixing with the wrong people. This is what the Proverbs tell us are the qualities of true friendship. So the question is, if, if real friendship is so good and can be beneficial in our lives, where can we find these types of friends? Where can you find true friends? And the answer is this, you can't. You cannot find friendship. You don't just sign up to an app, put in your preferences, and then search for a list of people and go, yeah, we're pretty compatible. Click friends. That's, that's, we're friends now, right? Friendship cannot be found. Why? Because friendships are built. They are built with time. They are built with energy, effort. They are built with connection. They are built with love. They are built with seasons. Friendships are a constant nurturing process that needs constant care and energy. Without this nurture, without this type of investment, the health of the friendship will deteriorate. As I said, if a friend can be made in a day, then they can also be lost in a day. So how do we build good friendships? Proverbs gives us five tips on how we build good friendships. Listen. Listen to God's word. Okay? Number one, know when a joke is not a joke. Proverbs 26, 18 to 19, like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death is one who deceives their neighbor and says, I was only joking. A maniac shooting flaming arrows of death. Many people use humor to make themselves look good and feel good, but the problem is they're not smart enough to just use humor for themselves but they will joke about other people and sometimes they will joke about their friends and they will usually push others down to push themselves up. What Proverbs is telling you is this. You can't nurture friendship like that. You can't build friendship like that. You can't build healthy friendship with someone who continues to joke and cut you down or vice versa. And oh, I was only joking is not an excuse. I used to have a friend who was a few years older than me back in the uni days. And every time we got together, I was the butt of his jokes. 
right? And it was funny. Like the guy was a funny guy and he was a friend of mine. And one day, and I'd say probably after a few good years of it, one day I, I thought, why does he keep making me look stupid? Hmm. I actually don't want to hang out with this guy anymore. And so I chose to not hang out with him. Because you can't be friends with someone who continues to cut you down or make jokes about you. But we've got, you've got to know that. You know, I'm sure I've done the same too. Right? But you can't build healthy friendship based on jokes that cut each other down. Okay? Know when a joke is not a joke. Number two, you've got to know your place. Proverbs 25, 17. And once again, don't think that this is Pastor Steve's advice. This is all Proverbs. Okay? You got a problem with this, this advice? You take it up with God, not me. Know your place. Proverbs 25, 17. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house too much of you, and they will hate you. If you've been a friend for five days, don't treat them as if they were your friend for five years or vice versa. If they've only been your friend for five days, don't expect from them a five-year friendship. You've got to know your place. And you do that by not taking them for granted. Don't assume that they owe you more in your friendship or that you can expect more from them until you build the friendship into that place, into that season. Now, there's a girl in our church, and I'm not going to mention any names. She just rocks up to your house. Okay, okay, not your house, just our house, okay? And she doesn't call, and she doesn't tell you she's coming. Right? Obviously not during lockdown because she's a law-abiding citizen, but she'll just turn up. And there were days where it was really scary because we used to live in a townhouse and like we're not expecting anyone and suddenly her face is in the window and it will freak us out, right? But this is the thing. For our family, apart from that initial like, whoa, there's a face in the window, we love it because we have a relationship that goes Beyond 10 years, 15 years now, right? But if she did that in the first few years, I'm telling you, it wouldn't be appreciated. Just rocking up. She only gets away with it because of who she is. You've got to know your place. You've got to start treating five-day friendships like five-day friendships and five-year friendships like five-year friendships. I love this verse. Proverbs 27, 14. If anyone loudly blesses their neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. And all the non-morning people said, amen, like me. Don't ever come and bless me in the morning. It is a curse. These people who text at like seven in the morning. Know your place. 
Know your place in your friendships. This is how you build good friendships. You've got to know your place. Number three, how do you build good friendships? Don't tell tales. Proverbs 17, 9, whoever would foster love covers an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Proverbs 16, 28, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. Friendship is built on trust and trust is built on the truth. How do you build good friendships? You need to find people that are willing to be honest with you but also are ready to hear honesty from you. Now, as I said, if you've only known the person for five to ten days, okay, don't go and honestly tell them what you think about them. Not yet, okay? That goes back to the last point, know your place, okay? But if you have friends that you've known for years and years and years, and yet you struggle to honestly tell them, certain things, or you struggle to hear honesty, then, then that is a limitation to your friendship. Friends, people can have differences of opinion. But if that difference of opinion continues to cause conflict in your friendship, within your friendship and within the people around you, then the reality is the friendship probably won't go too far. It's not about agreeing, right? It's not about agreeing, right? Friendship isn't about having friends with people that are exactly the same as you. No, it's about agreeing to disagree. It's about having the respect to be able to honestly speak your mind and also hear your friend's opinion and be okay with that. But if you can't do that, that's, that's going to limit your friendship. Okay, number four, don't betray confidences. Proverbs 25, 9 and 10. If you take your neighbor to court, do not betray another's confidence or the one who hears it may shame you and the charge against you will stand. Simply put, if you want to build good, healthy friendships, don't speak behind each other's backs. Real friends... To build real friendship, you need to learn to be able to say it in front of your friend. But a lot of people, because they don't want to hurt feelings or because it's just not the right situation, they will never say it to their face. But behind their back, go and chit-chat to their friend or another person. Now, once that gets around and comes back to you, how do you feel? Or, you know, when you grow friendships, you share your lives, you share your thoughts, right? And, and sometimes we share things that we feel and experience that might seem a little funny to other people, but we share them with each other because we're friends, right? Say, say I told, I don't know, one out of my 2,600 friends, right? Hey, I really like eating McDonald's, Big Macs, upside down, right? I know it's a bit weird, but that's just the way I eat my Big Macs, right? And then that friend, you know, goes, yeah, that's cool. And then they go and go, you know what Steve said? He eats his Big Macs upside down. What a whack job, 
right? And then that person goes to another and goes, do you know Pastor Steve from the chapel? He eats his burgers upside down and with the fries inside of them. What a whack job, right? This is Chinese whispers. This is what happens. And then it goes around three circles and then finally comes and goes, hey, Pastor Steve, I heard you like eating Big Macs in bed upside down with fries in your ears. And then I go, wait a minute. Who did I tell that to? Oh, my friend. Oh, speaking behind my back. Right? Now, that's a silly example. But I'm sure you could put in your own example into that because it happens a lot. But friendships, when you cannot speak honestly, not just to each other, but about each other to someone else, right? You cannot build that friendship to a deep place. Not only have you betrayed their, their trust, but you have limited the depth of where that friendship can go. I said five tips, there's only four. Sorry. Here's the thing, right? I thought about this. What, what's the best way to really work out who's a friend and who's not a friend? And I want to be honest with you. You can't be everyone's friend. It's impossible, right? We do not have the ability to invest deeply into true and deep relationship and true friendship the way that God wanted us to have friendship with everyone. You cannot do that, right? One of the things that's really, I guess it's frustrating for a congregation more than me, is when people in the congregation expect me to be their friend. No, I am be your pastor, right? That's my core. I'm there to shepherd you, to love you, to guide you, but I'm not called to be all of your friends. And that's the reality. Some of you are my sheep and some of you are my friends. More sheep, right? That's the honest truth. Don't get offended, right? Don't get offended at that. Suddenly people are logging off the stream right now. Quick, find out how many, right? You can't be everyone's friend, nor should you try. You know, there are some people, that, that is their goal in life. I want to be friends with every single person that I know. That's your whole lifetime and more, and you, you won't get there. Right? You have a whole bunch of acquaintances and no real friendship. And without that, there's no honesty, there's no accountability, there's no depth, and there's no joy in real friendship. You know, people have different capacities of friendship, which I found out after I got married, right? I am a little bit more of the wide and thin, uh, wide and shallow friendship style, right? I have, well, I have different circles of friendship. Let's just call it like that. We have, I have different levels of friendship in my life, right? I have my close, close, close friends, and then I have my just close, close friends, and then I have my close friends, and then I have my friends, and then I have acquaintances, and then I have, you know, the rest, right? I'm talking about that inner circle, right? Everyone needs that. Can I tell you, and I thought about this, what's the best way to actually work out whether you are a good friend or whether you have good friends? Here's a real simple one. We've been in lockdown for four weeks now, four full weeks, right? I'm telling you now, if your friend has not contacted you in the last four weeks since we went into lockdown, I'm going to be completely honest, they're not a good friend. 
or they're not even a friend. It is what it is. That's honest, right? We're in lockdown. You know, lives have been changed. People can't go to work. People can't go out. You can't hang out. People are struggling, right? Big stuff. And people who call themselves your friends, if they have not contacted you in those four weeks to find out how you're doing, be completely honest. That's super thin friendship, right? But the reciprocal is still the same. In the last four weeks, you think about who you have contacted. You think about the people you have connected with and you have reached out to to see if they're okay. Can I tell you, they are your real friends. To you, they're they're your friends. Right? This has got nothing to do with being extroverted or introverted. Right? This is just, for me, I, I thought it was a great gauge to really know who your friends are in your life. Four weeks of crisis and not a word? I don't think so. I had a message from a, a friend of mine today. And, and they messaged before, but they were like, Steve, how are you going? How's the family? That's all it is. Right? And I know, I know. It was such a reminder as I was preparing this message. Wow, that's, that's friendship. They're committed. You know, they care about me and vice versa. The question isn't just, you know, it's both ways. It's not just about who are my friends, but really it's also a question of who am I a friend to? See, a lot of people, the, the problem is they're all looking for people to be their friend. Why don't you contact me? Why don't you hang out with me? Why don't you accommodate for me? And yet they don't do a single thing. That's not friendship because it's not mutual. If anything, they're looking for slaves. Right? That's, you, can't, you can't be friends with a slave. You've got to know where you stand in this. You gotta know who your friends are. Because friendship, as described in scripture, is so important. Literally, good friends lead you to life, bad friends lead you to destruction. And here's the last part because of who we are as people, Because of our sinfulness, right? No one is perfect. Everyone is sinful, right? There is no such thing as a perfect friend. There is no such person, someone that will be there for you every day, someone that will go above and beyond for you every time, someone that will never disappoint you, that will never betray you. That does not exist because we are sinful, And we are broken. There is no such thing as a perfect friend. And yet, in Scripture, we find that the perfect friend exists in the Son of God, in Jesus. John 15, 15, I do not call you servants any longer, Because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends. 
because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. John 15, 13, two verses before that, no one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus is the perfect friend who loved us, who laid down his life for us, and even now advocates on our behalf to God the Father. Jesus not only is the perfect friend, but gives us an example of how we need to approach friendship on earth. And even though we will never experience perfect friendship because of our sinfulness between human to human, we have an opportunity to build friendship with wisdom the way God wants it. And we look towards Jesus who shows us what that perfect friendship looks like. There's a quote that says, Show me your friends and I will show you your future. Show me your friends and I will show you your future. And the two things that I want you to think about as we finish up is number one, what does your friendship with Jesus look like? Is Jesus a friend to you? Is he your true friend that you rely on and confide in? Is there mutual love? Is there mutual connection? Now, as I said, not perfection because we'll never get that. We'll never be a perfect friend, but Jesus is to us. Do you have a friendship with Jesus? Is he an important friend to you? Or is he just an acquaintance? Or is he on the outer circles? And secondly, what do the friendships in your life look like? Are they real? Are they good for you? Are they bad for you? Do you need to move on? There's so many things that we can talk about. But if your friendships show you a a representation of your future, what does your future look like with the people around you? And I'll leave you with a thought. If you're struggling to make good friends over and over again, maybe you've bounced to different circles, maybe you've, you've tried to be friends with people and you're just struggling to find that connection or tr- struggling to maintain good friendship over time. Maybe you need to honestly look in the mirror and not ask yourself, what kind of friend do I want? But to ask yourself, what kind of a friend do I need to be? Where, where do I start? What can I do to be a good friend to others? Let me finish with this thought. If Jesus is not your friend, meaning that there is no relationship between you and Jesus, then I'm telling you, Jesus will not be a part of your future. And it was just, it was profound when I thought about this. If your friendships determine your future, the direction, and even the destination, and if Jesus is not a part of that equation in your life, then the best that you will ever get to is that you will have, well, obviously not in lockdown at the moment, but once lockdown opens, you'll have a very big funeral. Because 
And you can invite as many people to your funeral. And that is the best that your life will be. But when Jesus is your friend, meaning you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you have a mutual bond, a mutual connection with Jesus, then the best actually happens after you die. When Jesus gives to you his future, which is eternity in heaven with him. So, show me your friends and I will show you your future. What do your friends say about you? And I pray, I pray especially during this time in lockdown when we need people around us, that we will take time to consider who our real friends are and not just who they are to us, but who we are to them. Literally, if you've got time and you all do this week, take a moment to sit down and write a list of who you think are your friends and consider how much contact and connection you have with them. Maybe you need to be honest and go, look, I I need to cut out that person. They're no good for me. And that's a very difficult decision to make. But that's the wise thing to do. And maybe you're like, well, my friendship with Jesus is pretty paper thin. I need to invest more into that friendship. And don't wait till tomorrow. Start today because he's waiting for you. Let's pray.